The retail industry is changing fast. And now, more than ever before, retailers are realizing they need to figure out how to keep up. So what's the first question you should be asking yourself? Well, I'll tell you. How does AI fit into your business? With over two decades of experience, our AI data engine connects 150 plus enterprise and cloud system data connectors. With tracking on over 4 billion SKUs, Edited helps retailers leverage the best in AI-driven data and insights to succeed. In this mini-series, we'll bring the insights straight to you. With the help of Edited's president, John Squire, and senior vice president of retail sciences, Michael Ross. Subscribe now to Edited Inside Retail and take a listen to our Tech Talk mini-series, where commerce and technology meet to discuss the latest trends shaping the global retail landscape helping you solve the everyday challenges you are facing in your business. I'll be your host, Grace Hill, Retail Strategy Director at Edited. You can find this mini-series as part of the main Edited podcast feed, and you can follow us wherever you get your podcasts. I have with me Edited's President, John Squire, joining us from Silicon Valley, California, and Edited Senior Vice President of Retail Sciences, Michael Ross, who is here with me in sunny London. Hello to you both. Hello, Grace. Hi, Grace. So each podcast in this mini-series is going to help our listeners truly understand how AI and data can help them improve and grow their business. And we'll tackle this big topic one question at a time. In this episode, we're starting with the basics. So what is AI and what does it mean for retail and e-commerce? So, Michael, why is it that we're starting here? So I think if we look at... um what's been happening in the world over, over the last, you know, 10, 15 years. Um, AI is a, is a technology that obviously isn't getting increasing hype and prominence. And the challenge is that it, it's become so overhyped and overused that almost it's, it's lost its meaning. Um, but it's very important because it is a critical enabling technology that is transforming much of both consumer-facing retail, but also what happens behind the scenes. I think it's probably helpful to first unbundle what what is AI, what does it mean, where does it come from, um, and to drill down into actually the reality is that AI um, is a is a is a set of very different things. Um, I think as an analogy, if you ask somebody, you know, what is digital technology or what is the internet, for those of us who sort of grown up in that. Um, they're again, they're so broad, they're so wide, they mean so many different things to so many different people. Um, and, and AI and artificial intelligence are similarly broad. So let's let's break it down. When people talk about artificial intelligence, they're typically talking about a range of different types of things. We might use AI um, in what we would call interface AI, and, and where AI is essentially performing a role that we're used to humans performing. So, for example, image recognition, voice recognition um, with devices like um, Alexa, um, natural language processing, um, whether that's Google search or Bing search, where you can write a phrase that um, system magically interprets what, what you mean. And so these sorts of interface AI, I guess, are what consumers are increasingly dealing with on a day-to-day basis. Um, but embedded in that AI, I would say more generally, one can think of it as a prediction technology. And this is the sort of the subset of AI that's typically called machine learning. The man who coined the phrase machine learning was a character called Arthur Samuels in the 1950s. 
um, who was famous. He's one of the, the pioneers who developed a, um, a, a computer program to play checkers. And that originally was done by solving a set of complex equations. And at the time, in 1950s, these equations were solved by humans solving equations by hand. And Arthur Samuels had, a, had an insight. And he said, look, rather than getting these humans to, to solve these equations, I think I can get a machine to learn the weights in these models. And machine learning was a very specific idea, which is basically around how to get a computer to learn weights in models that would otherwise have to be done by humans working by hand. What machine learning doesn't mean is machines that automatically get cleverer over time. And I think that's one big misunderstanding of, of, of how people then think about AI and machine learning, that we all jump to science fiction robots taking over the world, whereas actually really core machine learning are simply prediction models enabled by computers that have been around for many decades. And, and Grace, I think one of the things here, too, is uh, we just have to recognize that uh, when we talk about AI, and especially in retail, that it's not a singular technology. As Michael was pointing out, it's an approach uh, to understanding uh, the problems of the industry. And so it's an approach of applying a wide range of technologies to the business problems of the day. And as Michael said, allowing machines to find patterns and insights and then being able to either deliver those to people uh, so that they can uh, approach and uh, deliver products and services to consumers in a much better way, or they can then instruct machines to make decisions at a faster and faster pace. So what is the power of AI in retail? So if we think about how retail businesses and any businesses improve, it's because they make decisions differently. I think one of the challenges that businesses face is they get very excited about AI and data, um, but they keep making the same decisions in the same silos on the same frequency with the same logic that they've always made in the past. And then they're surprised when nothing changes. So so one of the real challenges is if, if you're going to take advantage of this technology, um, you have to have a, a change mindset and you have to say, well, how can we use um, data and AI and machine learning to make decisions differently. Um, and that might be we make the same decisions more frequently, more more surgically at a sort of a lower level of granularity, or we use new predictions or set new objectives. But having an idea of this sort of being very decision centric and saying, look, we want to use this technology to make decisions better, I think is a really important starting point. And John, I guess I'm curious from your perspective as well, like why do retail executives need to take note of AI when it comes to their businesses? It's one of the things that I think kind of stems from how consumers are reacting and also uh, putting out what their desires and needs are uh, into the market, uh, meaning that consumers have you know, found that having a personalized experience, uh, one that is more individual to them, that's local to them, that uh, meets their uh, needs today and into the uh, and into the future uh, is something they'd like uh, the retailers or the brands that they're going to be loyal to, uh, to understand and to think about addressing that consumer with a, a little more than just a broad promotion or a, uh, or a product that fits everyone. So 
uh, with consumers moving towards more of a, uh, I'd like to find the product that I like at the right time, in the right space, uh, and also be communicated to in a personalized way. That kind of drives the retail executives and the brand owners uh, to start to think about how do I uh, serve not just a whole population, but a segment of a population all the way down to a singular customer. And when you start to think about this in terms of hundreds of thousands, if not millions or tens of millions of consumers, um, it's quite hard to have uh, one person on your staff that manages for one consumer or one person on your staff that manages for tens of thousands. That that all of a sudden calls into question, how do I hire all these people? So one of the ways to do that is using automation and uh, technology to be able to apply some really good approaches uh, in terms of customer marketing, in terms of assortment and range planning, as Michael said, in terms of distribution and also pricing and promotion as a way to address that, what we see as this rising uh, interest and desire of consumers. Could I add to that, John? I think there's, there's clearly, you know, retailers, successful retailers wake up in the morning obsessing about how to deliver a better experience and better value to to their customers. I think it's also important to recognize that the whole competitive landscape changes and continues continues to change and and standing still is generally not not a, not an option because um you know competitors and and you'd always think of Amazon as the 400 pound gorilla they they set um an expectation in terms of personalization in terms of delivery experience or the whole sort of end-to-end customer experience that means that we live in a competitive world and therefore retailers who either either competing with Amazon or whose customers have an expectation of the sort of experience they get. Frankly, you need to keep running quite fast to stay in the same place. I think, Michael, it's a good point in that, you know, for the executives that you and I get a chance to talk to, I think one of the common themes is is around uh, speed to decisions or speed to respond to competitors. And, you know, what worked 10 years ago or 15 years ago is, you know, uh, you know, an ancient history now in terms of uh, the time that uh, retail leaders had to uh, look at their business, you know, whether that's a weekly or a monthly basis and the timelines that they had to make decisions. Uh, certainly Amazon, along with a whole bunch of new players, have kind of changed the game uh, in such a substantial way in terms of speed how fast uh, they're making decisions, how quickly they're moving their distribution systems, how quickly they're responding to consumers, and how you know fast they can get in and out of product or in and out of offers is something that is just mind-blowing. Yeah, I think it's interesting, isn't it? Because when you read retail headlines, you know, you hear the kind of um, major players in the retail industry about how quickly they bring product to market, how fast they are at delivering what the customer wants. But I don't think there's enough emphasis on, well, what does that mean for decision making and how quickly are they having to make decisions internally to enable that to happen? Um, And that's obviously forcing the rest of the market to have to keep up. I think as well, what you were both saying speaks very nicely to what you were mentioning earlier, Michael, about how surgical you have to be in your approach um, when it relates to the customer and kind of the atomic level of decision making, because that isn't possible, right, in an Excel spreadsheet, which is what a lot of retailers have historically been using to kind of determine what action to take. So absolutely, Grace. I think what what is fascinating here is, is that technology enables retailers to now operate at this sort of very atomic level, by which we mean at the level of the individual customer 
or at the level of the individual customer for a specific session on a website or, or a specific skew in a store or a particular keyword on Google. Um, this is a, and, and, and as you said, that can't be done by humans in spreadsheets. And so there really is a huge management challenge for retailers, which is, well, what level should you manage your business at? Um, you know, in the old world, it was good enough to manage at customer segment level or regional store region level. Um, stating the obvious, there are lots of great retailers who built very successful businesses without ever knowing who their customers were, and they could make good enough aggregated decisions. Now retailers have data they've never had before. They've got technology they've never had before, but that doesn't make this easy. It actually makes it a huge management challenge of actually trying to determine, well, what is the right level to manage my business at? And I think that's what's exciting about this mini series, right? Is that we can, obviously that's a huge challenge and we can help our listeners understand actually where to start and why that's important. Thank you both for that. Let's end the conversation there. If you enjoyed our conversation today, make sure you subscribe to the edited podcast where you can stay up to date on all future episodes of our Tech Talk series. You can also check us out on edited.com to learn more about our product suite and how our customers use our technology every single day. You've been listening to the edited podcast Tech Talk mini series with Edited's president, John Squire, and senior vice president of retail sciences, Michael Ross. And I've been your host, Grace Hill. Thank you so much for listening.